podcast is generously brought to you by Audible. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to www.audiblepodcast.com slash Saratalk. Comments made on the Saratalk Podcast Network are those of the individuals and do not represent Saratalk Corporation, its staff, management, board of directors, or third-party resellers. Welcome to Triple Click Home, episode number 36. I am Hope Pavenmeyer. And I am John Panneries. And I am Joshua Loya. And together we are Wild Stallions. Is that we, we are. are. <laughs> Bill and Ted, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are triple Wild Stallions, actually. Uh-huh. There you go. If we're going to, you, go. you know. <sighs> Today's a special day, isn't it? Yes. It is. For Apple junkies, um, Steve Jobs would have been 60 years old today at the day we're recording on February 24th. Which is so cool, because when we scheduled it, I admittedly... Totally did not do it on purpose. Yeah, it was just... I didn't even know. I forgot. I honestly forgot until I read something in (laughs) Macworld. So you can call us out as not being real Apple fanatics. Yeah, I literally read it this morning, too, and I was like, oh, wow. I should have known this. I should have known it too. It's just one of those things that just kind of slipped my mind. And I was like, oh, yep. wow, he would have been 60. Holy. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> yeah. And, and you think I would remember this because a few years ago, at one of my previous jobs, uh, I was teaching computers at the time. And uh, me and my uh, workmate dressed up in uh, black turtlenecks and you know grabbed our iPhones and did a demonstration. And That's it's most neat. memorable because I asked to borrow a dollar from somebody at work and to demonstrate with uh, Look Tell Money Reader and then uh, made them ask for the dollar back. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. It's just hard to believe he's been gone for three years, you know, and it just seems I, I can remember when he passed in October of 2011. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I envisioned him like being, I don't know, for Futurama people, like having his head, you know, kind of there to continually <laughs> yeah. run the, the administration of Apple Technologies even into the uh, the next uh, millennium. Yeah, he and Steve Wozniak <laughs> were going to be, you know, Apple Museum curators. And I saw this happening. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Although that said, what do you think of the, how Apple is now? Do you think Steve would be proud? Do you think he would be glad that he left things in the hands that he left them in? Steve Jobs probably would have something to complain about, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Tim Cook is not Steve Jobs, and I think Tim Cook has done everything to prove that he's not just going to be Steve Jobs' clone. So do I think he would be happy? Yes, I'm sure he'd be happy with the way things have progressed market-wise, but would he be happy with everything that's happened I don't know. Probably not. I'm sure he'd have somebody would be, he'd be calling a S head or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. You know, so who knows? What are you doing releasing two phones in the same year? Yeah, exactly. You know, there would be things that he would not be happy about. Why is there still a home button? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Right. Why is there still any tactile buttons? (laughs) And flash is still around. (laughs) What? Right. But I still think Apple is in good hands with uh, Mr. Cook. I know that comes up. Uh, you always get people trying to, you know, and it's. I feel bad for Tim because you're always going to be compared and you're always going to be put in that shadow of Steve Jobs. But I think Tim is doing a good job. And the number two slot, or not number two slot, but like the the second person in a position is always going to get compared to their predator. Yep. You know, it happens in politics. There's the whole David Lee Roth, uh, Sammy Hager Hagar, debate. You know, there's not really yeah. much of a debate because it's always David Lee Roth. <laughs> but even still, though, you're never going to be treated as being cool as the first guy. No, because right. there's never always something. Even if people complained about said person, if there's actually you know a second person that comes in, all of a sudden there's something good about you know the first person. Right. So you know you just can't win. 
But I agree. I think it could be a whole, whole lot worse. Okay. I mean, it really could. Have there been blunders? Have there been problems over the last three years? Absolutely. But what company doesn't have issues? Well, and Apple had its issues when Steve was at the helm. I mean, that's as much as he was a genius. You know, there were some interesting. Oh yeah, and people forget. You know, and oh yeah. That, I mean, people remember Intended Gate, of course. You know, there's that was many years ago, but that happened under his watch. Speaking of watches, though, I think he'd be very happy with the whole yes. idea of the Apple Watch. Don't quote me on this, but I think we were talking before we began recording about how I seem to remember him mentioning something about a watch or even the car thing. You know, that some of the things that are rumored and we know are coming. That those are certainly in keeping with the spirit of what Steve was trying to do, even right. if he didn't actually mention it directly, though he might have. You would have to think so because these things are not developed overnight. So you would have to imagine mm-hmm. that the watch and the rumors of the car, these are the things. And even the TV set rumors that pop up every once well, in a while. Well, he specifically mentioned the TV yes, set. Yes, he did. Yes. So, you know, this has got to be stuff that's been happening. That's actually on record. That was like one of the last things you read about in the uh, Walter Isaacson book. Right. So I'm sure, though, he had his input on the watch. You know, its development has had to be at least five years for, for a product oh, yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So he's yeah. had to had some say in its development and what he envisioned it being. And in the rumored car that, yes. you know, under the code name Titan, apparently. Right. Oh, was Titan, uh, um, was that a Pixar movie? Oh, my gosh, something of the Titans. Um, Give me a second. Oh, my gosh. No, but I think there was a like Titan AE. Yeah, I Titan AE. Movie, but I yeah, that's either. true. Was that was that a Pixar yeah, movie? I th- was it Pixar? But it was one of those animated movies. But I which is appropriate. Well, well that, given that's Apple and Disney. Though, we will confirm this, and by magic, we will all be correct. Exactly. <laughs> by magic, yes, by, by magic. magic. But it's interesting to hear all these rumors about the car, and that Apple has this secret project that they're supposedly codenamed Titan, and that they have several hundred people who are tasked to develop this self-driving car. Could be or could not be. You know, who knows? It's all speculation at this point. And they've been hiring people in that industry, in the automotive industry, for a little while. Right. Now. So um, it does seem. To be pretty substantiated. Not just people, though. Your top people. Yeah, you know, they're not just getting Jimbo over there who, who works in the assembly line. No, nothing no. against Jimbo, of course. But you know, they're getting the the high level folks that whatnot. And then there's that whole mapping thing yeah. too that they they seem to be working on. Exactly. You know, there's been a lot of confirmations of. Apparently, one of them was in my backyard, and there was San Diego was one of the places where apparently one of these uh, minivans have been sighted. Oh, very cool. You think they're going to go with the whole self-driving car? I, I would. It's hard to say. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Apple tends to take existing technologies and mm-hmm. making it better. You know, it's like I, I have had this discussion in the past. A great example, the iPod. You know, you talk about the iPod and Apple. Sure. And you always get the one Apple hater who comes and says, well, they, they didn't develop the iPod. That was actually a technology that was. A, yeah, well, maybe they didn't, but they took it and made it better. And they tend to do that. Well, I mean, what would you want? An iPod or a Rio player. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, those things. Wow. <laughs> Boy, That's you just yeah, you just gave me chills with that one. Because I actually <laughs> welcome. I sold the Rio player for a brief time oh, when I was funny. a vendor. That's funny. I didn't have one, but I knew someone that did for a little bit, and then I don't know if she continued to use it after but she did for a bit. And Rockbox with the, yeah, uh, the with whole some Ar- of the players. Arcos players. Yeah, the Arcos. I have an Arcos in my drawer here, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. I always wanted to see one of those yeah. things. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. The jukebox, yep. yeah. 
I have um, a clip zip. I have Rockbox on that. And that's cool. It's not an iPod, but it's little. It's yeah. my like 20 gig iPod shuffle, right? I mean, because right. the shuffle is tiny, tiny. It's like a thumbnail. It's kind of interesting. I, I wonder with, you know, I've heard people suggest this, you know, because they had the whole iPod Nano and the wrist thing. And that was like the precursor to the Apple Watch. It was kind of an independent thing because it had a watch on it. And it had a touchscreen. And, and that kind of makes me think yep. of that a little bit. Right. Yeah, I have the Nano. Now, did you use it that way? No, no, I, I just usually clip it. I just have it in my shirt pocket or my pocket or whatever. I, I use it when I travel on airplanes, you know, when I work out in the mornings, you know, on the elliptical right. or the stationary bike, I always have it on me. Now, the thing is, one of the cool things about the iPod Nano, definitely before there was the whole apps on the phones and, you know, like the, the cloud download and delivery method for audible because you still had to actually download it directly to your oh computer. my gosh yes you did you remember right. that oh uh, man but the ipod nano was great for that though because you know in the old days you actually had to choose what you synced i guess right. mm-hmm. to which device so you might want to put all your music and your podcast on your phone but maybe you might want to have a separate player if you had that for your audiobooks and one of those books you could get from audible.com would be uh, the walter isaacson book if you want to go back a little ways right you could what are you guys reading, actually, right now? You got anything from Audible you're listening to lately? Uh, American Sniper. There you go. Hmm. Now, there did you go. get it from audiblepodcast.com slash Saratalk? Because, yes, I did. Yeah, because you guys can totally yeah. do that. Get a free book, sign up. It's good for you, I and promise. Take advantage of it. <laughs> yes. Audible is great service. What's also good for you would be... Uh, Let's pretend this never happened by Jenny Lawson. Oh my not god! A, not safe for work. No. Not safe for work. Um, so just just forewarn you. Within the first couple of pages, you'll realize that this is not a PG thirteen book. It is not, but you'll also realize that it is absolutely one of the most hilarious books you'll ever read. Brilliantly written. Brilliantly written. <gasps> Jenny Lawson is a friend of David Sedaris, so if you're familiar with any of his work, you know she's right up there, just as funny. Very much. So highly recommend it. And unfortunately, I cannot mention my most favorite uh, scene from that book. <laughs> it's not really that gross, but it's, like I said, I don't think I could describe it on broadcast TV. So we'll, we'll leave it there. Good enough. Indeed. <laughs> Audiblepodcast.com slash Sarah Talk. Go and well, sign up and book. thank you, Audible, again, for sponsoring us. And thank you for your books. And thank you for uh, mm. what you can do because I am a book junkie. It's a great service. Yeah, me, me as well. And not just books. You can get audio mm-hmm. dramas and podcast authors. You get the whole We're Live. Yes, uh, you which can. Our, our friend uh, Chad out there listening. Thank you, Chad, for your feedback on the show. As well as Mr. Joe Orozco on uh, Sarah Talk. He very much enjoys that show. Fantastic. So. If you haven't listened to that, I don't know if you're into zombie stuff, uh, John, but I highly recommend you check it out. What is it? It's called We're, We're Live. Live. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a drama in not too distant future, the zombie apocalypse has happened, and there's kind of this whole thing of people trying to survive and rebuild the society that the remnants of it and continue on. So, yeah, it's really, really well done. Excellent. Yep, it's awesome. It's actually cheaper on Audible to get it that way instead of like on Amazon or iTunes. It's like $17 to get like the first season. Yeah, because, well, and you get a free book. Yeah, so that's part of it. The great thing about the Audible is the credits and putting the credits mm-hmm. towards books. I mean, you and can they get, roll over. Yeah, you could get normally expensive books for virtually nothing or nothing. Yeah, and at the risk of sounding like a skipping audiobook, audiblepodcast.com slash talk. That's right, free book. Well, back to Apple stuff. Um, 
So, Indeed. like I said, what do you guys honestly think about the possibility? Do you think Apple is developing a car? Probably. And if you think they are, what do you expect it to be? I think this particular article um, talked about it being an electric car, similar to the Tesla. And I think if they're going to do something, it's probably going to be something like that. It might be something a little bit more advanced, kind of turn it on its ear. Maybe it could have some additional solar cells to help recharge the battery as it's driving, whatnot, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think more likely, honestly, and this is just my thought process, that it is a modular aftermarket product that they're working on that they can install in cars so that if somebody has say a Mercedes Benz or they have a Beamer that they can have Apple car installed. It's like a combination GPS slash media system type of thing for their slash car. phone thing where you can answer yeah. your phone, you know, through your, yep. yeah, I, I think it's more likely going to be an aftermarket thing. I don't actually believe that they're making a car. I think it's possible. And if they do, it's probably going to be some really, much cooler version of what Elon Musk is trying to do over at Tesla stuff. But I honestly think it's going to be more of an aftermarket thing. I kind of go back and forth on that, but I kind of am falling in the camp of what you think. It would make sense for them to do an aftermarket thing because of all the different people that they're hiring from different manufacturers. Like you've got mm-hmm. someone from Mercedes and you've got, you know, someone from like, that would they make sense. They don't seem to be singling out one particular car manufacturer. Right. I mean, there was supposedly that meeting with the people from Apple and the people over at making the Tesla, so that's possible, contemplating the merger or cooperation or something. But I expect that that was, you know, how Apple likes to give a little bit of favoritism to various companies. So, like, they maybe they might start out with, you know, like, the iPhone's only on AT&T, and then it expands to other networks. Maybe this aftermarket Apple thing or is an upgrade that you can get at the time that you purchase your car, but you can get... Apple Car Kit or whatever yeah, they're going to call like it. Yeah, it's like Apple Care, Apple Car. Right, right. but my, my point is I think maybe they might have been talking about an exclusive deal with a Sunset for all of the future Teslas that are sold. I think there might be something to that. It's a possibility for sure. I guess Definitely. we'll see when we see, you know. That's, exactly. That's going to be I the mean, thing yeah. with Apple. Yeah. You never, you're going to see this speculation going on and on. We'll and probably get a little bit more information on this upcoming Apple event that's going to be here in just a wee little bit. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what they're going to be talking about. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I I think that kind of going back to is, you know, Apple in in good hands. I think that with that, the debate will be finally put to rest as to whether or not Apple is actually committed to accessibility. Because I am willing to uh, put a wager on it that uh, the Apple Watch will, even the first version will have limited accessibility right at least it's good I mean, that, that's just preposterous to suggest that, that it won't be there but it's not fully accessible oh my gosh uh, let's complain oh my gosh we need to go back to android apple has totally failed us yeah, <laughs> yeah you want to touch this john because <laughs> we, we had an interesting yeah go to comments here we had an interesting comment saying that we said that Blind people need the iPhone. Which it's we not didn't. actually what we said, but uh, thank you for your comment, by the way. It shows you're listening. Thank you all for your feedback. You want to clarify that there, John? Sackett posted something in response to our last podcast. First of all, just to correct his observation, we, we never said that blind people, quote unquote, need iPhones, at least to my knowledge. And if it was said, it probably wasn't meant in that fashion. But what I wanted to say in response to his comments, first, let me just 
preface it by saying, look, the reality is Android's presence in the marketplace is what is needed out there. We need competition. We need operating systems that we can access as blind people. And Android improving is only a good thing for the overall state of our accessibility to these devices. So before anybody starts accusing me of Android bashing, et cetera, et cetera, that's my standpoint. It's the same standpoint I have about Mac versus Windows. I don't want Windows to go away. I believe that the evolution of Windows and Windows screen reader only helps the Mac and Apple because it's a motivational thing and vice versa. So I'm blind. I've been blind my whole life. So as far as I'm concerned, anything that helps us, anything that advances and diversifies our accessibility is a good thing. Now, with that said, though, a couple of things I wanted to say about Android, and this is from experience, from both having tried yeah, it. because you've been teaching technology yeah. for I've been good, doing good for the last here. five, six years with this stuff, and I've spoken to a lot of people. Android is one of these things, it's sort of this mentality that people used to have with building PCs. People didn't like Macs because you couldn't put a Mac together yourself. You couldn't open a Mac up and put a new this or a new that in. And I think Android people tend to be those types of tinkerers. And that mindset makes them believe what they consider to be easy should be easy for everybody else. Now, Android is not easy. I don't care what anybody says. As I said, I've tried it. Especially what clouds the waters or muddies the waters with Android is the different handset makers. You get bloatware. Yeah, because the Samsung experience is very different. It's yeah. Every device is different, and trying to get accessibility to work on each device is not easy. And you don't have the easy accessibility. Yeah, can you do the stuff that you could do on an iPhone? Yeah, you sure you can. But can you do it with the ease? No. And are you paying less? Yeah. But as my father used to say, you get what you pay for. You buy cheap, you get cheap. You know, so are Apple devices more expensive? Absolutely. Nobody's going to argue that point. But what do you get with an Apple device? You get an Apple device that's upgradable for several years. You get an Apple device that's made extraordinarily well. Where with Android handsets, they're not made to last. Manufacturers don't want you holding on to an Android device for two, three, four years. You know, it's a telling statistic when you have 6% of Android users running the latest version of Android. But 86% last count that I read, and that was a month ago, are running iOS 8 on their iDevices. That's a very telling statistic for a couple of reasons. Number one... A lot of people, even if they buy an Android device, six months later cannot run the latest version of Android. And I know this for a fact because I have two friends who just experienced this recently. So, you know, that within itself says a lot. And also, if you look at statistics about return rates and damage to devices, Apple's <laughs> devices are 40 5% more durable than Android devices, I think I read somewhere. Yeah. Well, there's also a pretty solid warranty and support. Right. I have Apple Care Plus on, on my phone. I, I will never buy a cell phone without insurance. But that extra upgraded insurance on that directly from Apple, not including the insurance I might otherwise have from my cell phone provider, gives me additional tech support. Right. You know, You can't take your Android phone into the Google Store and have them show you how to use it. And not to mention the accessibility is not universal in the same way that iOS and voiceover is. So, you know, you have the same voiceover as I have. 
You know, yeah, it's a lot easier for trainers, certainly. Right. Android has there's a lot of merits to it. I think it's like you're saying it's good to have options, but quite honestly, I think you can get things done faster with an iPhone, right? Um, than you can generally speaking. I don't actually have the data to back it up, but just from my personal experience, right? And the thing is, even if you know Android's accessibility continues to increase, you're still left with the reality of the Android ecosystem. And you can't get around that. You can try to say whatever you like, but it's a fractured market right now. And it's a fractured market because there's too many people making it and there's too many flavors of it right now. And the reality is the manufacturers don't want you staying with one device for a long period of time. You know, that's just their marketing strategy. It's neither here nor there. Is it good or bad? That's your opinion. But that's just the way that they approach things different than Apple. We also got a couple of... uh I reports. We did, um, in fact. So, again, thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your messages. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Lori Modis, uh, my mother, editor and uh, head food lady, that's her, her nickname, at theblindpost.com, who actually, uh, speaking of which, our very own Joe Rusco is uh, writing an article for their next issue coming out in March. Awesome. Mm, okay. Very cool. So who were the other eye reports? Uh, yeah, well, we had had uh, Lori Modis, my mother, and then you had, uh, we had Dominic out in Texas. We did. Hey, Triple Click Home, Sarah Talk, and other podcasts. What's up to everybody? Dominic from Texas again. I would like to say good job on today's Triple Click Home, episode 35. And also would like to say welcome to the new co-hosts. Welcome, Hope, and welcome the other guy, John, or some whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kill me later. Anyway, I would like to comment on the whole iPhone 6 Plus thing. Someone I ran into had the 6 Plus, and man, it's big. It's really huge. But I would get the 6 Plus personally because of the screen size specifically, due to the whole I can type in Braille feature. That is a great feature that Apple has put in there, man. Being able to type in grade 2 Braille right there on your phone, I've said it before, but, I, I man, that is, I, that, I really commend them for that. That is cool. And the cool thing about that is, what if you have a Braille display that doesn't have Braille keys, but you still want to be able to type in Braille? Well, there you go. I mean, it might not be, you know, uh, keyboard keys themselves, but as long as you know how to position your fingers over the screen, you are good to go. And as soon as they get the quirks out of that, that will be an awesome feature to have when typing. And I've typed with it a little bit on the 5S, but it's a little slow to the space I have, but with the 6 Plus, I would have no trouble. With that being said, welcome to the new host, and hello everybody that's listening, and let's look forward to the next Triple Click Home. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Dominic. Dominic. Thank you, Dominic. Dominic. You- Dominic. Dominic. <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> no, you do make some awesome points. I saw the 6 Plus as well. I actually went to the Apple Store to do it, and... I can see that. Typing would be amazing with that phone. I was like, wow, I don't know if I want to put something that big up to my face. But at the same time, I looked at it. It's like the iPad Air. I think it's it smaller than the iPad smaller. Air. It well, I mean, it is actually smaller. It is but smaller I mean, than it- the iPad Air. But my point about the iPad Air was that the original iPad 2, yeah. or in just the original iPad, the iPad Air now looks smaller and I think is just a little bit. Well, I saw the new iPad, the large size iPad Air, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. This, this feels like a mini. Like, my friend's it like, looks no. like a mini. Yeah, it's heavier. It's the full size. Yeah. And it has the, the full screen size, but because they brought that screen right up to the edge. And so the same thing with the 6 Plus, you're right. 
It doesn't feel yeah. like it's as big as it actually is. Yeah. I mean, it's still big from, I, I wouldn't get one personally, but it's not as big as people. I, like, I heard people before I, you know, actually got to hold one saying how, oh, it's too big. It's like a big piece of toast, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, man, but that form and factor it, feels great in your hand, though. Yeah, it does. It, it does. actually my does. Brother, my brother yeah. ended up getting a six plus, and my mom has a six plus, and it's too big for me, but if somebody gave, had given me one, I would have been happy with it. Yeah. Hey, that speaker, though, is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes, it is. Speaking of awesome speakers, the new iMacs are really, really, really basic. They're not little portable, you know, black and white TVs yeah. anymore. They're like really awesome stereo systems. Yeah, I have the 2014 version of the okay. iMac. That's yeah, really Yeah, so you've good. got I a basic one. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. The sound is really awesome. Yeah, I have a 2011 and, you know, it's good, but wow, the new ones are like, how do you even do that? <laughs> yeah. I mean- the speaker's right down below, and I don't know. Apple forever defies physics with their sound. I'm sure Derek could probably give us some type of, like, analytical, analytical sort of, like, mm-hmm. well, it works on these principles, and it uses this type of noise-canceling microphone and do this and that. Right. So, no, so, so Derek, if you're listening, send an iReport to the podcast that... Uh, exactly. That, you could <laughs> use iBlink Radio. Yeah. You know, you Resources could... Resources at Saratoc? Resources at Saratoc. Saratoc. Saratoc, actually. Yes, indeed. My bad. And I'm supposed to be co-content director? That's yeah, okay. You're just so enthusiastic about uh, Saratech and all the cool stuff they have. Exactly. There you go. In fact, actually, you could get a uh, free uh, Samnet trial, like a seven-day trial. Yeah, you could, actually. And if you don't want to install everything, you can go to sa2go.com, S-A-T-O-G-O.com, and you can create an account or you can sign in with what you have. Yep. You have deck talk for your speech synth, but like I said, if you don't want to install anything on your system. It works. Yeah. And then the iBlink radio, you can get access to all that on Android, on your iPhone, on your Mac. You can have access to the content yeah. just about anywhere. And now iBlink for Windows is what people are waiting oh, for. Are you tipping the hat? You have advanced knowledge there? No, I'm just... <laughs> the uh, Actually, I, <laughs> I don't. We actually had a Sarah talk meet and greet, and... Uh, one individual was like, so, where's iBlink for Windows? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I just finished listening to the Triple Click Call Midlife Crisis, and it was an excellent show, quite informative, and I have to say very, very entertaining. We'll definitely be listening again. Thanks. Keep up the great work. Lori, a.k.a. Food Lady from The Blind Post. There you so go. So she liked the bad cow jokes too. <laughs> she well, apparently she yeah. did. <laughs> well, I mean, she, she also has you know a little bit. Her, yeah, her, a little bias, but that's okay. Bit, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. At least we know She's we have one fan out there. Oh, well, we got a couple. Yeah, we got a couple. <laughs> and we actually well, got a lot too. of really cool yeah. comments on Twitter. So in addition to all yes. these neat eye reports and blog comments, we got a whole bunch of Twitter things. I think John probably got a whole bunch more uh, Twitter followers out of it that we'll see a, a tweet every you know week or two weeks. Yeah. I got a few. Actually, Strawberry Princess, you. I wanted to say uh, hello to you because you've been very active on the uh, mentions. And um, like thank Twitter. you, Diana. I'm sure I'm following you guys. I don't even know me. if I'm following you guys. I got to double check. I'm pretty that. sure you are, John. It's okay if you're not. Uh, well, John, John's <laughs> too busy teaching people all kinds of cool Apple tricks. Trying. All about that Mac. About that Mac. No windows. <laughs> <sighs> I, I'm, so where's, the, where's, where's the brick wall so I can bang my head against it? 
<laughs> but actually, do you, do you have... We can make this I, happen. I do actually should... have a tip, by the way. Speaking of back and forth Mac things. So the other day, I, I'm watching cool things on my Apple TV. And there are a whole bunch more channels, by the way. So you can go check that out. I think they added some in the, since we did the last Yeah, they definitely edition. have. I was trying to change to the... I was watching some Netflix and every single time I pressed a button on my Apple remote, I would trigger my MacBook Pro that I was in my lap. So in case anybody else has the problem where if their Mac is anywhere in the room <laughs> at all. Guilty. Yes. yes, this happened to me too. If you go into the security settings, I think you have to, might have to go to advanced, but it's in the privacy settings there. Um, so if you go to system prefs and then you go into uh, security. Now, is it advanced? I can't remember. Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah. I believe so. Yes. But, and then it's in the privacy settings, and there should be a checkbox to disable the uh, infrared sensor. Right. And yeah. that way you can, again, have your, your Mac right there. And maybe you're like me, where you like to watch documentaries and write things about it afterwards. I'm kind of weird that way. No, I understand that. I just got an Apple TV recently, actually. And, and I know this is something that people have known about probably for a long time, but I learned it recently. And there are probably other people that. You know, maybe get their Apple TVs and you don't know this. But you can actually move icons around on the screen. So if you don't like where something is, say you've got Netflix and Hulu and CBS and all that stuff. And if CBS is next to your Netflix and you want Hulu there, you can press and hold the play button. And then you can use your arrow keys to actually move your icons around. That's neat. So you can organize your screen how you want it to be. Uh, oh, that's how you cool. Want it to look. I didn't know that. That's a great tip. Now, does it do folders too or no? It does not do folders that I know of, but you can move your icons. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Another quick thing, and this happened to me. Now, if you're lucky and you have HDMI on whatever source you're using, that's cool. I'm not using it with a TV. I'm using it with a soundbar, and my soundbar doesn't have HDMI. It does have optical, and the Apple TV has optical, but my voiceover gets all choppy when I have it going through optical for some reason. So I have to run it through my analog outputs but the point is and I, and I don't know why it does that but i got this little connector box it's like a chromecast connector and i will link to it in the show notes it's an hdmi rca box basically and so it gives you your hdmi and you can use your analog outs like i have to do and all of a sudden your voiceover is not choppy anymore and you're missing half words because that's what it says when you're pushing instead of buttons etc so that's a nice little tip there you go and I expect that we're not the only ones. Uh, now, I actually have it hooked up yeah, to my TV, but I'm sure that there are at least a few of us who have an Apple TV maybe where a computer is not connected to any video source at all. Yeah, so there you go. Cool deal. John, do you have any wisdom on high from your uh, multiple uh, tech training? Not any tips. I do have a, a, an app recommendation, and I don't right. want to be plugging people necessarily, but it's one I've yeah, actually this is been useful. using quite a bit lately. It's not new. It's been around for quite a while, but... It's an app called Audiobook Builder. And huh. what it does is if you have like books on CD that when you rip them, they're multiple tracks and you want to play them on your iPod Nano or your iPhone as one book file, Audiobook Builder will take those files and join them together and make one big file for you. Oh, neat. Yes. It's very easy to use. I don't remember the cost. It's not much, but it's a great app. I've just been using it quite a bit in the last... I've had it for a few years, but 
for whatever the reason yeah. I've of late been dealing with a lot of CD books and stuff that people have given me from the holidays. Can you take MP3s and join them in that same way? Yes, you could take whatever. Cuz I have a bunch of stuff that I've ripped before that, you know, I I had just put on like a streamer or some other type of player, but if there's a way to drag them over that'd be kind of neat there's different options for the final product so you could take a look at the advanced settings and make a decision as to what format and stuff you want but nice it's worked really well i i because i you know i like to listen to books when i'm working out right. or when i'm traveling and it's just nice to have one file or you know sometimes it'll split it into two files if it's a really long book you know in a similar way that audible does right uh, if this is real long then you'll stuff. end up having right. multiple chunks of it right but that's there's Very my cool. pick suggestion, right. recommendation, etc. All right. Very, very cool. Just as far as picks go, I know it's been around for a long time, but even the most recent version of uh, Uber, very, very useful. And I think that obviously you can, you can rack up quite the bill, but uh, if we're doing picks, I would say Uber would be mine. I haven't actually played with Lyft yet, but for those of you who have it in your city, it's kind of neat. It's really cool for a date night. If you're, you're a blind guy or a blind gal that's trying to impress somebody and you don't want them to have to drive, that's a nice way to... Now, this is a car service thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so basically what you do is you open the app for the first time, you'll set up an account, and you can enter in all the information that you want to enter in. The only thing that may potentially be a bit of a challenge is, and I recommend this too, especially if you have a guide dog, to pick a picture or a photo from your photo library. You don't actually have to take it right there, although you can do it fresh to know where your picture is that you want to use. And I chose to have a picture with me and my guide dog so that nobody has to go, Hey, I didn't know you had a dog because that doesn't happen very often, but I'd rather them know ahead of time. And so then when you request your ride, it can do it based on um, geolocation or you can give it an actual address. Then you request a ride and the car comes and they'll text you when they're right there and you can go out and you meet your driver and you get in and you can get an estimation of how much it's going to cost if you know where you're actually going. And once you request the ride, uh, you have five minutes to cancel it without a fee. Uh, but assuming you take the ride, you go. And then when you get there uh, to your your destination, you get out. You don't have to worry about paying or tipping your driver. And then eventually your uh, car that's on file is, is charged. And the cool thing is the driver never actually sees your payment information whatsoever. No. Good. So that's, that's kind of a nice nice way to do that. And that works so far. I haven't checked it on older phones, but I know that my 5S ran it perfectly fine um i suspect even the older phones as long as you can run the uh, latest version of ios you're probably oh, good yeah i will say that there is a little bit of uh, finger sliding you can't swipe to everything so some people might get a little bit frustrated for uh, a couple of pieces but you know explore it a little bit use your finger to kind of slide around and find different areas of the phone but it's pretty user-friendly so far so i, I uh, think that you would find it useful hence me mentioning are you uber glad you found it i am uber uber glad <laughs> oh, boy but I'm bummed. I know, right? Rim shot. <laughs> My pick is totally, you guys are all awesome. You know, you pick your productivity and your travel and stuff. Mine is totally and absolutely not anything but fun related. My pick is trivia crack. Um, yeah, so you, you took my, my pick from last week or last month. That's right. You uh, did bring it up. That's I did. right. We were gonna, supposed to talk about it in a future show. I've been addicted to this app, so please tell us about it a bit yes. more. Trivia Crack is very addictive. It's If you like your Trivial Pursuit and things like that, you will love this thing because it makes you think and you have only a specific amount of like 30 seconds to answer a question. And you can play against people or you can challenge them. And you get the same questions if you challenge someone 
And whoever gets the most right wins the fastest. Or you can just play against someone and you get different questions. Random people too. Even. Yeah. Or, or friends. friends or whoever. And you can have as many people as you want in a challenge. It's awesome. In fact, Joshua and I can sort I of... I challenged you and you never accepted my game. <laughs> Did I not? Wait, nope. I didn't nope. see it. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, uh-huh. We have some controversy brewing here on Triple Click. Maybe I'll have to do something about that. Now, here's the cool thing, by the way, because they have a free version and a paid version. It looks like all of the game information is stored on their servers. So if you start out with a version that has the commercials, then you can switch over to the paid version without having to lose your games, which yep. is neat for trainers, too. So if you're a trainer and you actually decide that you don't want to deal with ads for your own playing, but you want to be able to show the sponsored supported version for your clients, then you can show them that and then you can go back to your own game and, and have the, the extra benefit. So you can show them the difference, which is kind of neat. It is. Should we demonstrate? We can totally do this. As you're hearing all of my other Facebook notifications. And That's okay. Else. It makes this noise when you start it. Send extra things to your friends. And I should really do that, but for now, close. Button. I'm going to close this. You reached the number 43 spot in the weekly ranking. Well, thank you. Weekly ranking. Wow. Close. I have should we, now, should we slow our, our speech down? Yeah, I was going to say, you might want to slow yeah. your speech down a little bit, because I know Words. some people have yep. a fit Containers. over that. Speech rate. 90, 90, 80, 80, 60%. 50%. 45%. 40%. There we go. So I apparently reached the number 43 in the weekly ranking. Wow. Oh, boy. I don't know how I did that because a lot of my games expired. See, if you knew my sense of humor, I would say, and that's out of 44 people. Right? <laughs> that's probably about it, too. <laughs> Just teasing you. Oh, Menu, no, it's button. true. Trivia crack. Chats. Five. Button. Okay. Well, I have a few messages here. Let's see. Button. New game. Button. Your turn. Head it. Joshua Loya. Pending your approval. Created two days ago. 18. Let's accept it. Dum dum. Joshua Loya. Pending your approval. Created play. Button. And you can tell by the numbers arrow, that I didn't button. answer correctly on my questions to start out. Whoops. Round one slash twenty-five. Chat. But hope the Ben Meyer. Hope. Joshua. Joshua Loya. But crowns. Crowns. No crowns. You want to explain what those are? Yeah. So for each different category in the game, you have things like art, which includes literature, by the way. So you'll get questions about Pride and Prejudice as well as uh, Van Gogh and music. Yeah, and music. Uh, there's also entertainment, there's geography, there's history, and science. Um, I think they should add some more categories, but that's, that's what you have for now. And you can answer a question in that specific category to gain that crown, and you get extra achievements that you can unlock and various things you can do there. Typically, when you answer a regular question, you just spin a rotating wheel. You don't actually yep. get to choose the category. That's the difference right. with the crowns, because you can choose that. And those come up usually after your third spin. Or sometimes on a random spin of the wheel. And then when you challenge someone, you can try to steal one of their crowns away from them as well. Mm. If you get the question right. If you get it wrong, then, well, oops. <laughs> and I think if you challenge, everybody gets the same question. Everybody so if Hope question. was to challenge me now in our game, then right now I'd hear all the questions. I'd be able to tell what she got right. wrong. Right. Which is why we're not doing it that way. <laughs> but. Statistics. Button. I Resign. Button no. zero slash three. So zero slash three seconds three. to win a character. That's how many spins out of the three for the round. Right. Spin button. Spin. That's the. Aren't those great sounds? I just love the sounds. Zero slash three. And you do have to play. do a button. little bit of finger maneuvering. You can't just flick to the play button depending on where you are. No, but play is bottom right hand corner. Play button. 
Sports. Oh, I'm going to fail this already. <laughs> 27. What major league team did Chipper Jones play for? Um, That's simple. New York Yankees. Uh, uh, don't, wait, come on. Come on don't, don't, Florida Marlins. Don't tell her. Button. Atlanta Braves. But Colorado Rockies. Go, look, I'm going to guess. Atlanta think Braves. My, Florida, my, New York my, Yankees. Uh, our button. stats for the game here. I failed. Nope. Atlanta Braves, Colorado. my button. friend. Oh, see, see. See, now, this is why this is why you need to play us, John. You need to get into the the addiction yes, so that you can own us on our sports challenges. It's very important that you do this. We need to have triple click challenges. So I pressed continue, which means that you rival zero one Bianca Samaniego. You didn't answer in time. I'm sorry. Finished two days ago. Sixty four. Um, so now Joshua is going to play, and he can play until I'm going to mute my microphone wrong. so you don't get to hear my uh, passcode of my phone because. We're totally going to use your passcode yes. on your phone. Um, <laughs> we all know it's one, two, three, four. So, and if he's doing the thirteen-digit number, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Well, this way, if anybody steals my phone, if they run into me at CSUN, um, then they can unlock my phone. There's that. But if they run into you, technically, you know enough martial arts, you can just sort of be like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just hold them and give them a big old hug. But actually, if you happen to see this, see this. Yes, because we're doing television here. If you happen to hear this <laughs> podcast before CSUD, uh, uh send me a mention on Twitter. Maybe I'll, if I have time, I'll, I'll come and we'll, we'll have a chit chat. See, I knew I should have went to CSUD this year. All right, let's see if I can. Oh, I know her. We went to school together. Doug Ligley is being dots. Indeed. There we go. All right, we'll see how we do here. Hopefully the mic is picking it yeah, up all right. Now that you brought it closer. I don't have one of those fancy mixing boards at the moment. It's Hope okay. He, he does have one and he'll get it eventually. Oh, you lucky. What more did Rip Van Winkle sleep through? Oh, I know. American Revolution. Button. War of the Rose. U.S. Civil War. Mexican-American War. U.S. Civil War. American Revolution. Button. Report error. He got it right. See, that's because I didn't get a sports thing. Mm-hmm. So and then yep. you can continue on. So I'm not going to bore you with the entire thing, but it's pretty neat, and I'll be owning hope in this <laughs> we'll round. See. And we'll see how we we'll work. see. <laughs> I will not let this expire this time. I I now have been officially challenged. <laughs> That's right on the air. But uh, but yeah, all kinds of people are out there. So if your friends on Facebook or Twitter and it gets in with the uh, the game center, yes, and. Uh, Got a, a game going with Doug over at Speed Dots and uh, Steve Sazen over there on uh, our other podcast here. Yeah, he, he accepted Stardock. a request. So far, I think he's beating me, if I recall, but we'll we'll find out. Smart guy, that guy. Steve yeah, is Steve's really smart guy. guy. Yeah. So that's trivia crack. Indeed. Every that once is. in a while on the ad-supported version, the ads aren't quite the most accessible. You have to kind of guess as to what button is going to close it for you. Um, one of the tricks that seems to work with that one is to close the app and open it back up. So even though you haven't shut the app down, if you go back to the home screen and then use your app switch to get back in, a lot of times that'll dismiss the ad for you. It's a nice little trick there. There you go. Awesome. And the, the full version is only three bucks. So if you like the ad version, um, but you still don't want the ads, it's only three bucks to jump in there and get that. It's not a bad deal. Yeah. No. Nope. Waste so much time on this thing. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Hey, it's been a light news day, folks. Come on, John. You yeah. know you want to. Oh, yeah. You know you want to. 
It's indeed. On your downtime that you totally have lots of. You know you want to do this. <laughs> no, I'll be embarrassed by the two of you, and I won't be able to show my face on the next podcast. Well, actually, you, well, what he won't mean? be able to show you his totally face on the next like podcast Atlanta anyway, Braves. because like, it's an audio show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. God. <laughs> well, I can't show my voice then. Show your voice? Uh, yeah, I'll have to get one of those voice changers and pretend to be like you. Well, know. I do have synesthesia, so maybe I, I do kind of see your voice when you talk, so there's that. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So, anyway. Is it red? Not going off the rails here at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not in the least. So, But I, I think uh, we'll have a lot more to discuss post apple event when we get to uh witness all the cool fun things about the apple watch yeah, we will definitely absolutely and of course you're gonna have csun coverage from mm-hmm. sir joshua yes indeed i'll do my best um, to get out there and if you're there at csun and you have maybe you don't have a uh, product that anybody knows about but you want to try to come in and tell me about it hit me up maybe we'll make this happen don't tell anybody i told you right because oh shoot i should have said never mind <laughs> but seriously send me a mention uh at servant warrior on twitter and uh, we'll make that happen awesome awesome and where can the uh, the people find you mr paneris on twitter once in every blue moon you can follow me if you are bored at mac for the blind <laughs> even if you're not bored yeah well yeah i don't really tweet that often unfortunately it's not like by choice it's just time constraints unfortunately now you do have a lot of really good resources at speaking of mac for the blind at mac for the blind.com yes i just updated the last couple of weeks i added a lot of additional things including for example the yosemite getting started guide with voiceover and text format oh nice uh, the ios 8 manuals for the iphone and the ipad so some additional stuff i put up there cool deal love those training resources yeah i try it's a labor of love it's not easy and uh where can the beautiful people find you is Povenmire. not Povenmire is is uh it's so frequently pronounced by many of texas speech engine true alex can't decide on the iphone it's wrong but on the mac it's right that's strange it is they probably I don't have know. more more room for uh a dictionary manager i bet yeah possibly i am at music of hope on twitter and I tweet fairly often, but I try not to like fill your timelines with a bunch of spam and things like that. I actually try to keep my tweets relevant. And thanks to those who have followed me since the initial triple click. I want to mm-hmm. thank you all and hope you continue. And there's also the official feeds because we have our at Sarah Talk. We do. Mm-hmm. And of course, at triple click home. And those feeds, especially of late, have tweeted a lot of um, interesting content yep. that if this isn't enough for you and you want more to read or you want to read more extensively on any of this or more and of if it. if you want us to tweet something from those accounts, at mention us with the new story you think that maybe we've missed. There's a, you know, a whole bunch of stuff out there. I'm sure there is. It can't be everywhere. You can't look for everything. Nope. <laughs> Although uh, what they can do, also uh, send us an eye report uh, using iBlank Radio. Please do. On Android or iOS. Yes. Um, you can also send resources at sarahtalk.com. Hey. Thank you. You get a lollipop. <laughs> Yay. Except not because you're not running an Android phone. I'm not. I don't even get a jelly Although bean. most of the people running Android phones won't get lollipops either. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. This is uh, <laughs> the you don't get lollipop version. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, there we no, go. No, keep for watch you. for lollipops. Uh, All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, uh. Stay tuned for CSUN coverage and just stay tuned because there just might be another triple click special. Could be. Sooner than you might think. You never know.
Because you know he's all about those Macs, about those Macs, no windows. He's all about those Macs, about those Macs, no windows. He's all about those Macs, about those Macs, no windows. He's all about those Macs, about those Macs. Mac, 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 no.